0: Gave, what, what led that motivation and also as Vice-Chancellor how can we and people like you help us um, inspire more students to have that level of motivation and determination because they're going to need that in the new world of um, the UK which is much more competitive than five years ago and in fact requires people to be much more self-reflective i think on where they're going to fit in society yeah i agree so over to you really because you're the genius in the room at the moment <laughs>
1: yeah um would you like to start by introducing yourself
0: yes um i'm professor catherine mitchell i'm the vice chancellor at the university of Derby.
1: my name's Gav rafferty and this is further from the bottom so going back to your questions with Hoob, Yeah. Um, and the owner Dean Jackson. I realized that during Freshers Week there was some people that went out and did things like surveys. And so when they did surveys and the lecturers said they were looking for that, I thought, okay, let's pick something that is a bit out of the ordinary that I don't think other people would do. And because we had a list of businesses we could choose from bikes companies such as Raleigh and other companies that do like men's grooming um, and because I'd done business before the previous year I thought this is a business based module so the majority of this I'm going to know so I pushed myself out of the company a little bit mm-hmm. and pick a business I knew nothing about and never even heard of and the fact is the triathlon business the, the closest I know about triathlon I, I did know was that it involves free sports mm-hmm. Never done anything before, so I thought I'll I'll pick this business. And then I got told it was a small business, but I also found out a few weeks later that my lecturer um, is friends with the owner, so that just put a bit more pressure on me. So, is that Ben Crichton? Was that Ben? No, it was Nick Turner. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, a bit more pressure on me. To but, get it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started by following them on social media mm-hmm. because that's usually the best place to start. Find mm-hmm. out what they're doing. And then I went on the website and you usually have a chat box because mm-hmm. customer service. And then I went on to contact them and they they were trying to figure out a date where I could go into the office. But then they then said that the day that we arranged, he had a meeting with lawyers, and obviously business comes first. I didn't expect him to put business, put me over business. So he then said, come to my house. I'm working from home today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And I went along with Google Maps on my phone, <laughs> riding around, not really knowing where I was. And I, I had to ask a few people along the way if I was going the right way. And was
0: so so if you look at that experience of what you put into um, you know getting to meet with Dean and you know getting an understanding of his business, do you think students are doing that for entry to university or do you think are we using the same sorts of mechanisms on that choice so you were driven about your business were you driven about your entry to university about do you think students are using that approach that you've just described to decide whether to come to university or not? What,
1: about researching? Yeah. And contacting people? Yeah. Um, I think there's a shift in the mindset towards university. Mm -hmm. So if you look at university 10 years ago, it would have been as something that is a bit more higher class and that people wanted to do in order to get more money in the long term. But then now... um, because of all the advancements in technology over the past 10 years and social media, a lot of things are changing and everything's becoming a bit more work-based. And especially from a marketing standpoint, social media, um, also I've heard from research that the social media courses, you're probably better to learn it in the office because social media changes daily. Mm -hmm. And so, That's putting pressure on universities to keep their curriculum updated. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of doubt on universities, not necessarily in the UK as such, but in America especially. Um, There's definitely a lot of pressure on Unis about making sure that all of the stuff that students are learning, it's up to date. Because if you update it every three years or four years, depending on the length of the course, say I started my course this year, Mm -hmm. in three years' time, it's going to be updated, what I learned in first year
0: yeah but I suppose for me the concept of university and in fact we could debate this forever is not about always content it's about the skills that you might yeah skills and experiences and And can you see that or because this is also a learning episode for me Mm. because um what what I'm you know I'm talking to you because you presented as one of the um outstanding students of the year in an event that actually I imagined I'd have had third years and postgraduates, and I've had a first year presenting. Which was pretty impressive so so your journey through my university for me is also interesting in that um, we had a very high performer and how do i keep you motivated and engaged and mm. part of a university that that you're my journey now on okay somebody came in and uh and, and with quite um a different background so i think that's also interesting for me mm. around actually i'm really proud that we get people from different backgrounds but how do I ensure that you get all those opportunities?
1: Well I I think it's very difficult because something I've realised since well over the last two and a half years I've definitely had a a shift in my life of Mm -hmm. where I was to where I am now Mm -hmm. so I used to just go to school like everyone else get home do an hour of homework and then on Xbox and just chill with my mates, but then since I've been in like sixth form and the later stages of year eleven, I definitely focused a lot more on progressing myself and putting the Xbox aside a little bit. Um, <laughs> Only a
0: little bit. I can't imagine you're not doing it. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I I'll still go on it, but um, I, I, especially at the moment, I'm throwing everything into personal development mm. um, because that, that's where I see value.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think there's quite a lot of students that are still in the mind frame that it's like school and that sometimes you don't need to turn up to class. If if you wake up at half eight and your lectures at nine AM, I'll just leave it and go to bed for another hour. And because everyone's different, it's quite difficult to pick individual motivations because Mm. for me I'm motivated by my past. So with my GCSEs, I was really, really scared because I saw lots of pressure on GCSEs. Because looking at the news, I saw statistics coming up about people that were in jail um, and in prison, and the majority of those have been in foster care. So mm-hmm. for me, that put massive stress. Mm-hmm. But then looking back, I don't value GCSEs half as much in comparison to when I was doing them. No. And especially over the past year, I've changed my perspective from going to university just being a grade that you get at the end of three years to actually i don't really care about what i get at the end of uni as long as i gain knowledge and experience from the people that have made the mistakes when they were younger Um,
0: so so, what so that i think that's a very good approach but i also want you to get the best grade yeah
1: obviously i want to get the best grade because because i'm paying for it
0: yeah well well and also when i'm delivering it and in fact actually I need to be assuring that somebody that has that level of motivation that you're right, the trials and tribulations that you can get experience from through coming to university and meeting not just people in universities but all of the employers that we're connected mm. with and all of that wider remit. But you know, if I look at the amount of money the university might spend on trying to put those things on to maybe the number of students that really grab it, mm. you know, I've got to work harder. At getting at getting people to grab hold of all of those experiences because they're costly in one sense but actually mm. it's not in the mindsets of all of our students to grab hold of really
1: yeah and I I think
0: and is that the way we teach is that the way we engage I don't know you you must know mm. you can tell me
1: that's the thing um, I've spoke to law students mm-hmm who love lectures yes and then I spoke to marketers that hated it that don't really like the lectures and they prefer the more hands-on stuff yeah um so I think a lot of it is subject yes but then also law classes have probably five times the amount of people in their class um and some people would feel left out um I mean I've got a friend that he had to come into Derby for clearing because he wanted to go to the uni of Birmingham. And this is a guy that was getting all A's in GCSEs. And it must have just flopped for him Um, in regards to A-levels. But I, I can tell you honestly that he did try, and he tried his hardest, but it was just a shame what happened. But he's quite a quiet guy, and he doesn't really surround himself with many people, besides his family and maybe like three friends. And so for him, sitting in the class of... Hundred fifty people if he had to go up and present for example like he probably will need to do in third year that would be quite daunting daunting and so that could put him off Mm. Um, and he probably would
0: have been in bigger classes at Birmingham
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know actually I can't make that comment but what to me so so but if you you know we do offer support for things like that and it's actually how do I know that so we help students overcome anxiety for presentation because that's a huge thing for a lot of quiet students and from my own personal experience you know one of my children um was very quiet and i wouldn't have wanted them to go into a in a cohort that was like over 200 which a lot of the larger universities Mm. have so okay i mean i mean we do try to cater but it's actually it's actually students telling students i think it's more powerful sometimes yes
1: the the thing is um, well there's two points so one of the things I realised within the first week of uni um, it was on my course law courses and social science courses which is business law and social science mm-hmm. and we all had to present on the same issue which was a business perspective issue so for law and social science students they already had the disadvantage mm-hmm. and we had to present in small groups of people we would never met Mm-hmm. which is fine in front of a class full of people mm-hmm. only to get told on the first day that if we're successful in this presentation, we have to go and present in, a in the cathedral full of employers oh, yeah. and yeah. basically three cohorts of students, which is a lot of people, especially if you've never had experience in public speaking.
2: Yeah.
1: And so maybe at the end of first year, it would have been all right, but the start it's scary it can make people want to change units and go back home yeah kind of scary because it is big and i mean i've spoken in front of about 400 people and that was a goal i set for myself but it took me a while to set that up but especially if you've got employers that in three years time could be employing you mm-hmm. it's kind a daunting, daunting experience yeah
0: i mean strangely Students do miraculously well. I didn't go to the one in the cathedral this year. I'd been into one before, but hmm. I think that that's And have you fed that back to the team?
1: Yeah, I believe I have. Yeah,
0: yeah. and what did they say?
1: They said it, it's to start off with high expectations or something similar to that. Okay. Um, the, the thing is, though, I was in a group of people that didn't want to do the big presentation, which meant you I, I wanted to do it, but I yes. couldn't because yes. I was with them, and actually say that but, but it came to the presentation I've done lots and lots of presentations but that one I messed up okay. <laughs> but it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter
0: yeah that's life yeah it
1: happens. okay that's,
0: that's
1: um, I mean I, oh, the, there were, rest yeah
0: no I mean I will talk to the team about that because so that's quite interesting because there are flip mm. sides that if you don't do it at the beginning some students think never. they try to get out of it And I was Mm. one of those people I spent my whole life avoiding doing presentations. Realising that the the presentation that I wanted to do best in my life, I did the worst. Do you know what I mean? And in fact, it did matter because I had employers that were expecting me to have been good enough by then. Mm. So there are flip sides to that. But I also take on board maybe the first week's quite daunting, maybe even the middle of the semester. But sometimes the shock is some people realise they're better than they are. Whereas if you build them up to actually it's got to be good by the middle, mm. then, then there's another host of anxiety. However, I have to take the student's perception on that, so yeah. um, um, I think that that's a good point. So do you think your background had an impact on how you're behaving?
1: 100%. Okay. 100%. Um, so I've been in foster care since I was three, so I was in foster care for my life, basically. Yes. Um, of what I can remember and I had ups and downs throughout that. I had a period of time where I was really really like over the top, like really loud and extroverted and people didn't like that and teachers complained to my foster carers at the time saying he, he needs to quieten down and so that caused me to go the complete opposite way, and I had self-esteem issues, and then it kind of evened out. Um, but you were lucky, it evened out. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could have been yeah, <laughs> either way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and especially the idea of Winnie Foster Care, It's people don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. They might have watched Tracy Beaker on CBBC, but they don't know what it is. People still think that it's just a bunch of kids that are shoved in a massive house, but it's not. It's,
2: it's families. Yeah, it is
1: with families. And I don't know about Derby, but in Wolverhampton, they've only got one residential home now. And that's not just for foster kids. That's for pretty much anyone can mm-hmm. go there. Um, and so, yes, it's definitely had a lot of impact on my life. And it's, quite a lot of people see it as negative if they've been in foster care because the stereotypes, the, the lack of the family support, mm-hmm. um, and some people it stays with them forever and they, they can't get out of that, what some people call in a rut. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but for me, I use that to motivate me because it means that I always need to think five steps ahead of everyone else mm-hmm. because I don't know what's gonna happen in three years time. Mm-hmm. And an example of that is university, I get my accommodation paid for. Yeah. from the local council because mm-hmm. I'm in care mm-hmm. that could be changing but I still applied for full student loan because I spend half of that on my food and just looking after myself and then the other half is where I'm going to be living in three years because in three years time the average person at university could just go home um, if they don't get a job straight away mm-hmm. and they haven't got that financial stability in themselves they can just mm-hmm. go home to their parents or siblings whereas it, it, for me, it, it would just be... That's it. That's it. I, mm-hmm. I need to provide for myself. Yeah. And so,
0: so... So you're massively resilient and impressive, but yeah, actually... But
1: that's a word that I like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I say I always say that children in care always come out resilient and flexible because yeah. I can go anywhere in the world I like and have no strings attached mm-hmm. because I, I do have siblings, but um, I've got two younger brothers I'm in foster care together, and I've got my older sister who grew up with me in foster care and so she's living independently with her baby and she's happy and so I, I could move to Australia tomorrow or New York tomorrow and I know I'll be fine because yeah. I, I believe in myself that I'll be okay yeah
0: and I mean I don't, I don't think everybody flexible. comes out in the same way yeah that, yeah you, you do but I mean the bit for me is actually um you know I'm very keen that um that you are a real model for that because I think that there is quite a lot of work still to be done about how do we encourage people that haven't come through a traditional family route mm. to to understand the acceptance of coming to university, and there is actually an additional financial weight on their shoulders in that they can't they can't go back. And you know, mm. if we listen to quite a lot of the language in the country at the moment of you know the bank of mum and dad and all of these yeah. things, you know what I mean? It's it, it you know you know it, in a sense you know, people sensationalize what that might look like. And I don't think that's true of many of our students in Derby, actually. Mm. Um, so I think that um, the way you might be thinking is, is, is not abnormal to quite a lot of our students because they couldn't go back to a bank of mum and dad, yeah. but they might be able to go back to a house. Yeah. So, so the other bit for me then is that, you know, what are we thinking of as a university? Because I don't think we are on your graduation. About what? What are? How are we assuring those opportunities? Because you have a different setup than some of other our other students, and I don't think we've probably thought about that. Probably. We? What? Well, in terms so, of actually, yeah, you know, if you need a job, you need a house, you need accommodation. You don't just need. You can go and get home and have a job. Yeah. So that is different, and I don't think as an institution we're thinking in those terms actually, because we're very mm. keen to encourage um, people. Um, from care to, to apply to us and actually yeah. support them through that period. I don't think we've thought about actually what happens at the end of the degree, because mm. that's also a different scenario.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, like it's the same in business. You've got the before yeah. going to them, yeah. about how do they attract you and keep the people happy during, which is the education here at uni. Um, so beforehand, they send out marshmallows, they send out yes. Christmas trees, um, cards yeah. for Christmas, that sort of stuff, um, j- just to get yourself noticed. And then what, while we're here, you keep us satisfied, you offer events with careers, events with different employers, um, different training events. But then afterwards, yeah. it's just like you got.
0: not I'm trying not to do that, but actually yeah. but, but, but actually, it's interesting. No, we'll know, you know, if we think about students being part of the University of Derby for life, then we need to understand what that means, mm. uh, particularly, particularly in the sense of, you know, um, I don't like to use the word widening access because I just believe in social mobility because it doesn't really matter where you've started from, but actually mm. you need to be able to transgress to something better than when you came in. And whatever that starting point is doesn't matter to me, really. Mm. It's just about that. So so I do want to follow through with that with my teams, actually, about what are we doing. Because we're quite good at the beginning of it. I have mm. all my outreach teams and my access yeah. teams and my recruitment teams. But actually, I think alumni is not about that at all, actually. I think that we just need to look at
1: that. Yeah, uh, I don't hear. think there's enough focus. I mean, yes, you can come and use the library up to two years after, yeah. uni. But... If you do it's decide a
0: package, isn't it?
1: If you do decide to relocate to London or Manchester, yeah. um you can't just come down for a drive to use the library or the career yeah. scene, can you? No. And having someone you can call <coughs> maybe. Yes. Um mm. having well, a network really, it's yeah, a network, th- isn't it? Um you you know when you graduate, besides getting your certificate and yes. that you've graduated. Um, and what, what else do you get or is that it?
0: So, so we do offer the sort of employability service, we, you know the library, um, one of the things that because our venue is at the velodrome I don't you know one of the things we're looking at is we don't celebrate with the students enough some of mm. the colleges do so you're in a college that um, has taken a, a, a step forward in how do we do that celebration. Yeah. The bit is that's just a day thing though isn't it and actually so for me what we're looking at at the moment and in fact actually it's one of the areas that's moving into the office of the vice chancellor this year is what's that journey afterwards for our students we Mm. haven't really done a lot with um before i arrived we didn't have an alumni office at all it was almost like people if they did keep in touch it was through our staff rather than through a focus so we've got to do a lot of work on that the element for me though is it what I think that the story you're telling me, the real life story that you're talking to me about actually is, um, I think it's something we could kickstart about is actually, do we really know our students, which is Mm. the question I constantly ask, you know, and if we did, we wouldn't just sort of shake your hand on the stage and say, goodbye. Yeah. You know, it's actually, we talk about it. Yeah. We're open. Please come and contact us. But you know, how easy is that? What does it look like? Mm. Somebody's not going to just pick up the phone to talk to somebody randomly. So yeah. I think that, um, yeah, it might be a project that we could work on together yeah, about I'm looking on that. that. So that might be something that we might want to consider. I have mm. something called the Ideas Forum. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, actually, we had huge numbers of applications yesterday. We went through them. I haven't allocated all of the funds, but I think this would be quite a nice pilot project to consider. Yeah. Working with the student who we can track your journey. Yeah. That'd be good. I yeah, so I might her to look at that. Okay. Um, what else do you want me to, something to ask from me? Or
1: the, there's something else which yes. got questioned the whole of last year, and yes. it's going to get questioned again this year, one hundred percent, by the new students in the first year. Um, not so much second or third year, but definitely the first years, or the people that are just moving to uni, whether that's foundation or first year. Um, why do Why do we have lectures during freshers? Because it means that you can't go to fresher's events, which are quite crucial in building relationships, especially fresher's fairs. Because people last year found it very, very difficult to go to fresher's fair because they had, they had lectures, lectures or other things that they thought. So that. was it not
0: induction? Is it not induction during fresher's week rather than full lectures? Was it full lectures? Yeah, but I. So, so those inductions were you, critical. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: you have two full day. Well, you have two full days of fresher's fairs, yeah. but. For one and a half of those i was with lectures so it meant
0: i only had like two hours to do okay um don't know the answer yeah. need to look at it um i don't know about where else you could put it though that, that's the thing maybe just so so one of the issues is we um we brought students in previously a week early hmm. but i actually felt and i've changed that we, we've actually gone to more So everybody would have been in now and that was very early and getting the loans very early. And in fact, actually almost had a long time on that loan element. The bit was, though, that um, then we had lots of students with nothing to do um, for a whole week and then it kick started. So I don't know why we overlap in that way. I need to go and look at it. I didn't really know it was such an issue. So the union haven't brought it. So and we do run a committee with them. Hmm. So um, I'll have to go and find out. I have yeah, to go I'll and resolve it.
1: Maybe um, b- because the halls people that they put yeah. events and stuff on, don't they? Yes. So it was an IKEA trip. Yeah. I wanted to go to that, but I couldn't because I was in lectures. And so um, having events on. Yes. Whilst lectures are on, just. So seems... maybe we've done.
0: Maybe we've gone from one extreme to the other. Maybe we because we didn't do anything. So and maybe be, now we won't probably no, they're won't, oh, they're mm-hmm. all overlapping.
1: Or, or, unless you could do the event twice, because I think that IKEA trip is quite important because students get to the halls, they think they've got everything, but then no. they might
0: need a bedside table, for example. Okay. So they can go and buy from IKEA. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, all of this, uh, do you know somebody called Russ Lewis? Yes.
2: Who's, yeah.
0: Is that okay? He's he's good usually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to him because I don't know because he can help us unravel this. Mm. But we might have to have a meeting with you and some other students to understand what because because mm. we have I mean uh, the complaint has often been to us around um, you know a lot of freshers used to be about alcohol and drinking etc etc yeah, et yeah. and um, therefore we've put on other things to compensate from the union. Still felt there were enough students that wanted to do that type of activity, yeah. so we've sort of tried to balance it. Um, I mean, well, the issue is we've got it wrong still because actually you're you're in lectures, yeah. you can't all like that. So, so, so out of sort of a, a goodwill strategy, we've still not got it right, and that's why it's good to talk to students. Yeah. Actually, you know, so we've sort of compensated, mm. but it's not quite worked. So I think that that's what I need to do is go and talk, and and we probably will hold a meeting you know we do the um that we do the event with the students um I don't know if you've ever turned up if you were ever a rep with the rep meetings with the students and you know I go with my top team and we all you know listen the problem is students often bring like a personal issue which we sort of can't deal with yeah do you know what I mean um whereas these are these are quite strategic issues that hmm. it's about a timing it's about a planning yeah it's about uh, listening to students that just went through it and understand where we got it right and where we got it wrong Hmm. um and and also i've got to balance the majority and then i've got to worry about the ones that don't partake at all yeah because that they're the students that probably worry me the most Hmm. because they're the most likely to not stay to feel unhappy and actually drift into a a um in a way um, poor attendance and therefore um in a way unhappy
1: yeah maybe you could run more trips mm. um just to so, but but then if you said you need a certain attendance yeah. to come on the trip you might entice people to to do it attend each lecture yeah. because if at the end of a lecture you're told your next lecture is about is. yes you don't and, want to miss it and you? you've already learned it yeah you just might not do okay um, okay but you, okay I'm, I'm not it.
0: condoning on this podcast that students don't attend lectures okay? yeah yeah <laughs> that, that that's what i mean um so if you okay i just need to understand why to. we're doing that overlapping mm. because it seems a little bit odd actually so i just need to understand yeah there's also something
1: yeah I, I don't know how successful it is but i, I question it um the barbecue on the moving day
0: yeah we had a thousand last year
1: okay that's why i I just wasn't sure whether but i don't know i need to know yeah
0: we had a thousand last year
1: out of how many
0: well we only have in (coughs) we only have halls for two thousand so we would have thought that was a massive hit rate yeah yeah that's
1: between so I, i i just wasn't sure because when you move in, everything's a bit hectic, yes, um, so I'm, is it the
0: yeah I mean, I mean, I think we did that in response to, so I mean, I clearly don 't make those sorts of decisions because um, the teams I think we hmm. did that in response to student feedback that lots of people felt they sat in their room all night,
2: yeah, I and try. they didn 't
0: talk to anybody, and there was nothing to do, so um, and people often felt that they didn't mind saying bye to their family because they were going down to the barbecue and things like that. But, yeah. you know, is it a barbecue? Is it something else? You know, it's it's, it's, it's just understanding. For us, I think that um, the team would have thought that was positive. And particularly in Buxton, where there's hardly any students, mm. they literally didn't come out of their rooms, you know to I mean? And so yeah. that's been very good. But yeah, we had, you know, in, in Derby, we did have over a thousand students. So uh, we would say that's a success, hmm. but it's not a success for the thousand that might have not felt they did, didn't want to come. Just do what I'm saying. Yeah. So what we need to understand is what would what those students like? So what hmm. would you have liked? Or did you just felt it was the wrong day?
1: Well, I, on that day, I was extremely hyper. Like, okay. It, had like, uh, it was like I'd been in a candy store and ate all the candy.
0: Yeah. I, I was <laughs>
1: completely off my head because I arrived here at 6am in the morning the night before there was lots of issues around the times that we booked whether it was the times we had to be here or at oh, right, Okay. and yeah. so we came an hour early to do paperwork but yeah. then no one was here it was empty um, but I, I didn't mind I was hyper and everything was a rush like but that's interesting packing. that we
0: weren't sure about if it was a slot I think we didn't do slots I think we do slots now because I think what mm. happened was everybody arrived at so we, I think we used to say something like, you can come from eight till ten, and of course everyone arrives at eight, and then of course we can't let everybody in at eight. Well, actually,
1: um, when I came last year, it yeah, was slots. It was slots. So like was everyone it. was questioning whether that was the time you had to be at university, in which we should arrive here early, because we need to do paperwork. Okay,
0: or, or in the halls. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because we bring I mean, you here, don't we, and you hmm. do all, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I'll find that out too. That's um, a good I've also passed it on to Russell. Have you? Hmm. Okay, well, I'm sure he'll sort it out. For the yeah. Um, so, your, so second year, third year, what, what, what are your expectations from it? Um,
1: I've still got a week until I start my induction. Yeah. But I know it's going to step up. Yes. Because everyone says that it steps up in second year and that you'll be surprised by the step. Mm. Um, but because I'm going to Madrid next year, oh, are you? Yeah, I, I'm. No, not not. Yeah, next year, January till the end of the year for second semester. Mm-hmm. I'm. Are you doing that with
2: Erasmus? Or, yeah, yes, really yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So I, I've got a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on my first semester because I've got to get good grades in first semester, and then in Spain I need to pass. So then my first semester grades get carried for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've got more pressure on my first semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also realised that I've put myself in for a lot this semester because I'm also the college rep of business. Mm-hmm. I'm the treasurer of the Taekwondo Society. I'm starting my own business. Um, okay, so so Okay, more, so
0: I know you're resilient, but is that too much? So college rep, I would say you would take that in your stride and the Mm. element for me is that you would you would be telling us those things anyway
2: yeah
0: so so I don't I would think that you would be frustrated if you didn't have that opportunity yeah and through the rep system you probably have a a more um, guided route to me and that's Mm. although I do have an open door but you know it's easier to get to both union of students and the executive of the organization through yeah. that process. I also think that um, it's a balanced voice rather than sometimes we just get, you know, certain types of students become the rep mm. and we are looking for that diversity of students within our rep system. So I think yeah. you definitely demonstrate that diversity. Although, are you diverse in the sense that, you know, you probably get more irritated with students not conforming than I do? I think that you well, would see that, you would see that as an issue.
1: Last year I was yeah. a programme rep and we had a bit of a miscommunication, well I had a bit of miscommunication with the, the other programme reps because I was looking out for the minority yeah. whereas the other two were looking out for the majority and well I, I, I was looking for everyone but mainly the minority of people, you know when we had all that snarl Yes. Um, I asked the lecturer if the lecture was still on because our previous lecture got cancelled from another lecturer. And so I was questioning it. And then we've got a massive clique in our class. So we've got a massive group of people that are a group. And if you're not part of that group, say you're living at home and you travel in, you can often feel left out. And I kind of, I've never been the type of person that's in a massive group. I kind of hover on the border and keep everyone equal. Mm. And so when I asked that question, it caused a massive uproar because the lecture had also spoken to the other programme reps about it, Um, sending out an email saying that I'd questioned it. And then they were saying, why are you trying to cancel the lectures? We've paid £9,000, yada, yada. And they had a massive argument in the group. And I was just like, well, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't ask. For you, I asked for the people that were traveling in from places like Nottingham where the trains might be closed and their education is still really important, and I
0: don't want them to miss out. Um, but it happened. Okay, okay, that's a learning lesson, but actually, yeah. um, but it's a good question. And um, on on I mean, I sort of think that there are issues, and if if there are a number of students that can't access, and you know, we are an institution that we know we have a high proportion of traveling students, Mm. then we do need to understand that they do play a role. So I think that you do need to bring that at college level because actually, you know, if Mm. that's an issue, we as an institution do need to address it. I mean, you know, Buxton is nearly all traveling. So in fact, actually, we, those students are never jeopardized because we would Mm. always, you know, look at what that, because the bus is shut in Buxton if there's like, you know, an inch of snow. So that's an issue. But um you you know what I don't want you to do is feel that the the majority isn't always right in terms yeah. of of the provision that we might have to offer and we might have to have that diversity of provision. I'm being told I'm time, <laughs> I'm time, I've got to go, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um that's just that that they I constantly get little notes on there. Got people um, okay, so Anything else that you'd like to that we could do better before you finish our podcast? And I think we should meet every three months. Yeah, that
1: sounds good. Okay, we could meet in December. Yeah, just before. But before you go away to Madrid, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I do want to follow up on as well the idea about what can we do post post Hmm. university, and even if we looked at it about people that are in care for Hmm. the first step about what are we thinking, what we're thinking, how we've done the setup but it won't be in Derby everybody that has that yeah. because in fact a lot of our students won't be able to return home or won't be able to mm-hmm. um, have that support so I think it'd be quite a good project. Yeah
1: definitely. Okay. Um, I don't know who it is, your sister Helen. or whoever. Helen. Yeah they've got my email so you
0: can just email okay. me. Okay I think yeah no no the bit for me is you email me to get in my diary because mine and, and yep. make sure it's in. And can you just follow up with an email to say we? I'd quite like to do this project, and I'll get that kick started. Yeah, and we'll exactly. have a lead on it. Okay.
1: My final question from you. Yes. What? What's the biggest problem you've had in your whole life, and what's the the most successful thing you've had in your whole life? The, 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 so, you so the, biggest, the biggest, of? the
0: biggest, the um, biggest. The biggest problem, probably, it's not a problem, but the, the hardest thing I had to deal with mm. was finding out my mother was going to die because I, my father died when we were little. And in fact, we were a very small nucleus mm. of three females who were quite powerful in our own little rights. Yeah. Uh, that was hard, yeah. um, but once, but in fact, actually my mother came to terms with it quicker than we did. So we did, yeah. and that was fine. And then I was fine and then um what was the second question um
1: what's the, the thing that you've done that you are most proud of
0: um the bit the, i'm most proud of is in a professional way is trying to drive and understand that each individual has a quite a key role to play in society Mm. And universities can have an enormous role in that and I've worked in lots of different types of institutions but I think for me the proudest moment is probably when I recruited my first student uh, when I worked at an institution called Hemsala University Mm. and I really understood the impact we could have yeah and actually what they also required so that was probably a, a an an eye-opening moment because I'd probably come through a very traditional route hmm. of, um, you know, grammar school, uh, university, stayed in universities, and I hadn't understood, even though I came from quite a working-class background, the complexity hmm. of trying to access higher education from very different backgrounds.
2: Yeah, oh,
0: that's great. Thank okay, you. great. Thank
2: you, Thank you very you. much. Who's been
1: I'm ago. Gareth Aftey, and this has been Building from the Bottom.